Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Hey, blue Kool-Aid drinkers. Happy holidays to you and your family. The Lions coming off a big victory over the Cardinals in the desert. This week, we talk about some of the highlights, especially the players on defense. Gerard Davis, Romeo Quara, Tracy Walker, Sean Robinson. And then we get into some of the injuries. The Lions had a lot of them in this game. You would think they're made of glass. Who's going to step up? And we talk about Diggs' big hit. And then we have a new game, Bob. We ask him, what does Jim Bob Cooters call the game? And then, this is where the fun part comes in. We start talking about the Lions' realistic playoff chances. And we'll get into the percentages and how that all breaks down. Then we'll talk about the Bills Mafia and Buffalo and the upcoming game this Sunday. Before we get into our ever-famous predictions. Thank you everybody for listening to Drinking the Blue Kool-Aid Podcast. We really appreciate it especially during this holiday season. Now let's get this podcast rolling. This is Drinking the Blue Kool-Aid, a Detroit Lions podcast where lifelong Lions fans, UJ, Rudd Dog, Bob, Connor. talk about your favorite team, the Detroit Lions, where victory isn't just talked about, it's earned. One pride. Let's get this podcast rolling. All right, blue Kool-Aid drinkers. The Lions are coming off a victory. It's December 10th, 8.07 p.m. And it's it's nice to have a victory finally on our hands on this podcast. Oh, oh yeah. Uh, so what the Lions do, they win. All we do is win, 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 no matter what. (laughs) We have very short memories. (laughs) (laughs) Um, The Lions coming off a 17-3 victory in the desert. The Lions' first victory there, they were 0-8. It's hard to believe. In Arizona. And we played them a lot in Arizona in recent memory. So it's even more. uh, You know, see, they talked about that during the broadcast. And they said why we played each other so much is because we all had crummy records over the years and <laughs> yeah. and they try to match up you know because of the weakness of schedule or strength of schedule they try to match up so we just wind up playing them all the time just because we're all we've been so bad for so long together at the same time yeah it's crazy yeah they had like one year reprieve in there yeah yeah it's pretty brutal so, um i want to highlight i mean this was a defensive game from start to finish without a doubt and, I, I mean, we can talk about the defensive performance as a whole, but I really want to get to one guy that really stood out to me in this game, and I hope he's growing into his own, and I think a lot of you agree as well. Um, Draw Davis, he was all over the place in this game. He was a beast. Stud. Yeah, he looked awesome. Some big hits, too. Oh, my God, yeah. Well, and you know, uh, Rudd Dog, we keep debating this. Is it Gerard? Jared? Gerard. It's like Gerard. Gerard. It's, okay. a weird, it's like, 
I looked it up. It's a weird Gerard. There's like an AU sound at the in his A. Well, well even after two years, I feel like I'm still not quite saying it right somehow. It's but, Jared. Yeah. Is yeah? Is that what you say at the country club? Yes, Gerard. Yes, Gerard. Gerard, bring uh, bring me some tea. Uh, you know, whatever. Gerard. No, it's well, Jared. Some guy in the streets saying or Gerard. You can also call him Gerard. No, no, all kinds of ways. <laughs> anyway, yeah, no, but he um, rushing the passer, uh, fitting up against a run out in the pass game. I mean, he was everywhere in this game. Yeah, his speed really shined through with actually finishing plays. It was nice. Yeah, every so- time, every time David Johnson was catching a pass like in the backfield, he was getting hit like two yards back. I mean, he was getting nothing. It was incredible. Yeah. Oh yeah, he was yeah. so quick. Hey, um, I gotta let me say wait, one really quick, thing. Oh, go ahead. Really go quick, ahead. Bob. Uh, Gerard Davis, uh, seven tackles, one sack, two for loss, one quarterback hit, and one pass deflection. All right. That's yeah. Nice. That looks very good going forward for the Lions. But uh, I, I was just going to say that was probably one of the worst football games I've ever seen. I mean, <laughs> I know we're hyping up the defense, but that was a terrible that was game. That was, that was the most one lifeless the- game I've ever seen. That no, no buzz from the crowd. There was like – I think it was more Lions fans, but there was hardly any fans in the damn stadium. And uh, it was just some ugly football overall. I thought, it was a great game, though. We won. That's all I care about. Yeah. yeah. The first half, you're right, especially, maybe even three quarters. I, I thought I was like in hell or something yeah. because it, the game was so freaking boring. Yeah. That was terrible. How did you guys – I don't know. I, lo- I loved every second of them on defense. It was like a beauty to watch – as, like, our D-line just kind of manhandled yeah. uh, the Arizona. Like, they were not gaining anything. I think it was, like, through the first quarter, they, they had, like, 20 yards on, like, 12 plays or something like that. It was, like, they were not yeah. moving the ball. And I it's, thought it was it's the Cardinals, though. Remember that. They're... I don't care. Unless you remember, you were drunk yesterday. Yeah. You were drunk yesterday. So, what's your point? Uh, well, I'm just saying. Well, that probably helps. I wasn't drunk, so. Yeah, I was neither. <laughs> I sure wish I was. But anyway, anyway, the go, point, go back go to ahead. your defensive analysis. I was just had to point out what a boring game that was. But go ahead. Well, I, don't um, know. I just I like defensive battles like that sometimes. Well, yeah, if they're good. <laughs> well, right. well, I want to highlight a couple other players as well in this game. I think Romeo Aquara stepped up a lot in this game, especially with injury. And Eli yeah. Harold also, he played the most snaps of uh, any game this season as well. So those two really stepped up in the absence of well, many, big... many injuries, which we'll get to in a couple moments here. But Big Z, oh, oh, I think you're oh. missing a guy here. I, I really do. Ashawn <laughs> a- was a, an, an animal in there yesterday. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. As- aside from his two dumb penalties, uh, yes. he played a brilliant – he was just unbelievable. He was, yeah. he was hard to stop. And his stat yeah. line was uh, eight total tackles, one sack, one tackle for loss, and two quarterback hits in this game. D tackle, that's incredible. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's incredible. But yeah, I, like our, just, I think uh, our future bodes well for the line. Oh, yeah, I like our front seven. We got a few really nice pieces there. But I'd also like to go back real quick. I agree when the Lions offense was on the field, I mean, that half was really boring. When the defense was on, I was enjoying it, but the Lions' offense was inept once more. Hey, but hey, we're we're focusing on what we did good in this game to start That's right. this podcast. And I want to get to one more guy as well, and this was really notable to me. Um, Tracy Walker played sixty-one percent of the snaps in this game, 
um, as, as well as Glover Quinn, but this is Glover Quinn's least amount of snaps played in a game since yeah. um, he was concussed about two years ago in a game. Yeah, um, he's the phase out is starting. Oh, absolutely, yeah. and he and he played very well from all accounts. Um, like we would have to go back and look at the tape on some of his coverages and stuff like that. But from all we know, is that Tracy Walker played really well in this game, and we only give up three points. So, yeah. And Tracy and, Walker was visible too. I mean, he was actually making some plays, and yeah. you know, he, he stuck out. You noticed him. Yeah, kid looks like him. a real bright future. I love Glover Quinn, but uh, you know, Father Time catches up to everybody, and uh, yes, I think uh, Walker looks good for the future. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we love sure. Glover Quinn's been been there since uh, the beginning of this new Lions era, pretty much, and he's been yeah, hard to believe. Yeah, he's been a true Iron Man uh, on the field incredible his start streak is ridiculous yeah. especially for someone at that position um, it'd be but, really nice if walker could make a transition to the post quinn a lot smoother yeah oh absolutely and there's another thing i like about this defense um the fact that we have a quarterback that's halfway decent and evan moss can slide on the inside and play nickel if the lions can somehow find another cornerback in the offseason or in the draft um, to fill whatever role Mike Ford is playing right now and keep Nevin Lawson at the nickel position, I think that would be really good uh, going into next year. Personally. I agree with you. Yeah. I mean, uh, Lawson gets uh, ragged on a lot, but he's a pretty uh, – he's a gritty player, you know. He makes mistakes. Oh, yeah. uh, but but he's been a, a net asset to us, I think, for over the last couple of years. So, yeah, I wouldn't mind seeing him staying around. I like yeah, his attitude. Have uh, Greedy Williams on one side and Slay on the other? Well, yeah, all pretty good. <laughs> that sounds good to me. That would be pretty awesome. <laughs> There's only three players in this game that played 100 percent of the snaps: Nevin Lawson, Jared Davis, and Quandre Diggs. So, Diggs is a stud. I love yeah. how he brings the wood. Did you see that hit Diggs oh, had? On that? Yeah. Oh my god, that was oh, yeah. awesome. That was so loud. I don't know if the microphone was right there next to him or something, but man, it was—you could hear that thing. <laughs> That was incredible. I played it back like five times. <laughs> I, I told Janet, hey, come here. You got to see this. <laughs> uh, it was um, yeah. I want to get to the next part. And this is, um, well, my, I mean, sorry, my phone's ringing right now because the Lions are calling me to to work out for them because they're running out of uh, human beings to put on the football field. <laughs> um, let me just list the injuries for you in this game. Deshaun Hand, knee, out. Ziggy, shoulder, out. Darius Slay. He returned. He has a leg injury. T.J. Jones, he returned. Um, injury was unknown. Rick Wagner, out with a concussion. Tavon Wilson returned, but he was out for a while. Nick Ballore, out. Bruce Ellington, hamstring, out. Marcus Cooper, our defensive back, out. Charles Washington, hurt his hamstring, out. Luke Wilson, unknown injury, out. Snacks Harrison was out for a few plays and returned. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, jeez. I well, think Luke Wilson tripped on the sideline. One full unit, 11 players. That's crazy. Yep. Yeah, it's, it's hard to believe that turf was so bad. I, I didn't realize they had those kind of issues with that turf, you know? They usually don't. That was a, it was very unusual for the turf to be that bad in Arizona because usually it's one of the best in the league. Well, they, they roll it out and they put it in the sun yeah. and they work on it and then they roll it back in. It's Yeah. But this is exceptionally terrible. Hey, Z, <laughs> the, the injuries uh... – in a way, they helped you because you got to see your boy Zach Zenner out there getting some time. Because, uh... oh, <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> oh you know it. But did that not tell you that we shouldn't have been waiting for injuries? He performed very well. I mean, 
you know, he put on 15 pounds of muscle, and man, you could tell in the way he ran. You could just tell he had his his drive and his legs, and he was powering through some of those arm tackles. It was, he looked really good. He was sharp and crisp in his cuts, and he was hard to take down. You know, yeah. if you're going to be good. critical about it, it's late in the game, and the Cardinals are probably a little more tired, and we were just pounding on him. You know, you could say True. that, but man, he did look really good though, and he ran seven straight plays without a rest. I mean. It was all it was all Zenner. That I want bad. him to keep going on the one he slid on. I want him to see how far. If he might, I think he could have almost scored on that. Yeah, uh, well, that's one that was called end. back, wasn't it? No, oh, did it? I don't remember. Did yeah, it got called back? back. But it was a nice run. He was going to have a lot of room. Um, yeah. um, Zach Zenner, twelve, 12 and carries, yards. Yeah, twelve carries, fifty-four yards, averaging four and a half yards a carry, and obviously the big touchdown at the end. But Garrett Blunt, that whole drive was his. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, there's yeah. one pass interference call um, yeah. to Kenny Galladay, but everything else was to Zach Center. He needs to play more. I'm, I'm he agree. just needs to play more. He's he young. Just, he, he's young. He's fresh. He doesn't have a lot of miles on him. I mean, look like, how strong he looked at I me. Mean, that doesn't mean go get away from Blunt because he has – I will give a Blunt – I mean, he had a rough game. He's still slow, but he makes some nice runs here and there, like where he kicks it outside and – Gets the edge. He has a nice yeah. jump cut still, but he can't. He can't keep it up throughout the game. His effectiveness. Yeah, but we might as well give Zenner a long look. You know, with the end of the season here, Got yeah. to, as long as uh, he's got the carries available, let's give them to him. Well, look, Carrion's going to need a complimentary back. True. No matter what happens next year, and I don't think Blunt's going to be here next year. We're going to need another running back. I think, and you know, share the duties and. Uh, I think this should be Zenner's, you know, tryout. You know, give him some real serious carries and see what he can do. Yeah. You know, I agree. Um, so with that um, list of injuries, though, there is um, Tyrell Crosby. He's going to have to probably step up at right tackle this week against a very, very good Buffalo defense. Shaq Lawson, most notably, their best defensive end, who likes to line up on that side. Um, line up against Tyrell. Tyrell Crosby was definitely a little exposed at times in this game, so th- that's definitely a big concern going into next week. Hopefully, um, he'll have more of an idea if he's going to go in. He can prepare a little better and uh, not be, you know, get spot duty. Hopefully, that was a little bit of that. Yeah. Well, there's no better way to get better than to play. That's for damn sure. And the kids got talent. I think. I mean, I know he struggled a couple times, but I think he generally played a solid game for the most part. Yeah. Yeah, I've been wanting him to put him at guard now, ever since uh, Lang's been pretty much shut down. See what he can do on the inside because he's got yeah. a big frame, be a good road grader type. Uh, you, you can already see the turnover for next year, huh? Lang, Ziggy. I mean, oh, Ziggy's definitely Ziggy's last Lang. game for sure. I don't, I don't see him playing again for the Lions. I know it's too bad too because when he's healthy, he's still really good. Yeah, um, without a doubt, and. uh It'll probably be he'll get picked up by a team and be healthy all next year. Right. <laughs> that would be our luck, but, yeah. But we can't take the risk, I don't think. No, no, the, it's with been you. too much. I I love Ziggy, but uh, unfortunately, it's yeah. not working out. Yeah. But uh, well, we got some nice, like, I think Aquara makes me feel a little better about moving on from Ziggy because I think he's getting better even. And he he's got – He's he's got that big body. He's good in the, against the run. Still affects the pass game from time to time. I mean, he's a nice piece to move forward with. Hey, you gotta like the way our defense is just trending. Uh, 
I mean, we've been one of the best defenses in football the last four or five games, uh, statistically, I think. Yeah. And, and, and Big Z, correct me if I'm wrong, but aren't we ranked like uh, 12th or 14th in defense now about, overall? I'll have to look that one up for you. Is I that right? I read something, and it's it just shocking to me. I said, I can't even believe that because we were so bad early on. Oh, hey, yeah. We should give yeah. a shout-out to Slay, too. Big play Slave had his first career touchdown, I heard. Amen, brother. So, I mean, that yeah, play was yeah. nice. Textbook break. Yeah, he read that perfectly and uh, took it to the house. That was beautiful. Yeah. Dude. Yeah, that was awesome. Nice play. Defense won the game. No yeah. doubt. Yeah, I even stirred in my chair for a moment there. Was, you know, was, they were lulling me to sleep, but then I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. What? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Do you, you spill your glass on your chest or you're yeah. all in there? Yeah. Right? Oh, no. <laughs> exactly. Oh, so, yeah, yeah. But it was worth it to see that run. So that was nice. For sure. <laughs> yeah, no one was touching him when he caught that, man. He was gone. Yeah, what do you got? I think Slay's, uh, you know, he's been banged up a bit this year. But I, I think, uh, you know, he'll be right back next year to his old self. He's already shown flashes of his old self here, but yeah, he's getting back his legs again. He's, uh, you know, he's been dealing with a, some nagging stuff this year, but he's he's a gamer. Guys, yeah. tough. Oh, and you, Jay, to answer your question, um, Detroit, um, it, in, at least in terms of yards per game, is thirteenth in the league right now. Thirteenth, okay, yeah, that's awesome. Which yeah, is not too good. bad. <laughs> Top yeah, half of the off the season, league, especially the way we started, like you said. Yeah. Yeah, in terms yeah. of points per game, it's 19. So, But you can throw in a couple of six sixes and fumbles. <laughs> well, but if you just take it over the last five games or so, or six games, we're probably near the top Yeah, in points scored and everything. I mean, yep. our defense has really turned the corner here. And, and imagine if we can get a couple more studs next year. Uh, oh, my God, this defense. I think they're finally buying into, you know, what Patricia's selling here, defensively anyway. Offense is another story, but I want to build – I want to build a linebacker core like some of these teams out there are getting these days, like uh, the Cowboys and the Bears. They're getting all these stud linebackers, and it just you just see what it does for the defense. And yeah. Jared Davis looks like piece number one there for sure. Yeah, Rudd Dog, earlier this year we were talking about what we need upgraded. We, we both said uh, linebacker, which I, I totally agree with. I'd yeah. love to have a big, a big impact, game-changing linebacker who just, like, scares people. Have any of you guys seen that kid from LSU? Uh, I haven't watched Who's, him. He's supposed to be the best linebacker in the – Devin White? Uh, Devin White. Yes. He, he's he, a, at least as fast as Jared Davis. He, he's a I mean, smaller back like Davis, though. Fast. He? Yeah, he's, he's, not, he's, he's more of an inside linebacker type. Um, he's not known as like the pass rushing disrupting type that, but that would be more of a Josh Allen out of Kentucky. Yes. Yeah. No. And, and I kind of like that one better actually, to be honest with you. But, uh, I mean, it wouldn't I hurt just, to have another inside linebacker that's a stud to go with Davis, but for sure. Uh, I was just looking from a speed standpoint, the speed he brings is just, oh, oh yeah. well, you see the difference the speed makes, you know, like you were talking about the bears, you know, uh, against the Rams, um, you know, if they let a play out, they, they can catch up with it really fast and uh, still make a play, even if they're out of position. Yeah. Which, um, mm. Yeah. Some speed is good. Yes, it is. Indeed. Indeed. Davis has so, Bob, of that. 
I want to go back to Zender really quick, um, just on the topic more of, um, well, I want to just throw out a quick quote from Zenner. I like this. Um, did he know that he was going to get the kind of opportunity that he got today? He said, no, they just kept me out there and I kept running. <laughs> nice. I like that quote. I like nice. that quote. Yeah, I like that too. Good one. Well, Bob, I'll focus on you for a moment. Oh, Bob, the defender of the gym, Bob. Um, yes. I want to I want to start a new segment here, um, at least for the last three weeks of the season while we have Jim Bob Cooter until he's fired. Um, <laughs> I want to get your Jim Bob Cooter call of the game here. Um, last week was obvious on the Taylor Decker play. But now, I I mean, I have my own, I have my own list of candidates, and then for, uh, feel free to get rid of them and come up with your own uh, winner. But this is my list of candidates. Is that our TD run? Or we can just throw all of Zenner's seven carries in there and as one play if you want. Um, the pass interference to Kenny Galladay on the last drive. Great call, Jim Bob. Just, just throw the ball <laughs> where we can get pass interference. What? That was a good play. You know what? <laughs> hey, Aaron Rodgers <laughs> does it all the time. Hold on. I'm not done yet. I got one more candidate. Um, sound a little facetious there. I thought that was a good play. <laughs> but anyway, go ahead. Um, my last candidate is um, just doing – just having constant three and outs and giving the ball back to the Cardinals so we can get more opportunities to get the pick six Darius Slay eventually got. <laughs> that was a good strategy by Jim Bob. Yeah, yeah. yeah it, was, it, it was a playing strategy, for a strategy, you know? Uh, not every it's very, well, it's very humble, you know, to give uh, Darius Slay the credit, you know, give him the <laughs> yeah. opportunity. Well, well, let's see what yeah, you that's... say, Bob. What, what's your, what, was your, what was your Jim Bob Cooter call of the game? Yeah, uh, handoff on first down to Blunt. I think is, uh, my, my <laughs> we did Classic. that for him. No, no, no. Classic. You know, you got to admit, though, Jim Bob's working with a uh, limited staff here. You know? nah, these, yeah, you're right, the, Bob. These these new re- the receivers they got, which is kind of disappointing, the, the Joneses and uh, – yeah, so I hope somebody would step up now that they have an opportunity, and it doesn't seem like they're getting any separation yeah. out there. Bob Quinn does and, have uh, an affinity with the last name Jones, a wide receiver. TJ Jones, Marvin Jones, Andy Jones. It's too bad. <laughs> I, I'm sure uh, Cooter probably won't be here next year, but the one thing he did say, which I agreed with, is these this they give him a chance to look at some of these young guys and see what they can do. Yeah, and uh, they're getting some looks and. So far, it's not working out very well. Well, Bob, so. in defense of Cooter also, I got to say, you're right. I mean, and this goes with Stafford, too. I mean, our receiving card is decimated. There's yep. no separation out there. And I kind of get what they're doing. They're trying not to give the game away by making dumb mistakes and getting sacks, so they're making Stafford throw it quick. But even then, there's hardly anything there. It's just it's, – but it's so painful to watch, man. <laughs> yeah. It's like, can't we do something just that – throw some misdirection or do something to make make them think we're doing one thing and do another like we don't, we don't seem to do a lot of yeah. that putting yeah, Joe Bob, Ball in the backfield early, earlier in the season when you said would you want to model us off the Bears offense and I've come around on that and yeah. I absolutely would love to have been running the Bears offense this season a hundred percent would have rather done that watching yeah. it is way more exciting they do see the play that Bears ran last night well uh, you see the winning offensive touchdown to the tackle yeah, but do you see how it it started? It started with a handoff, a fake handoff to a, a lineman running the ball up the middle, and then they wound oh, up throwing it that. to a lineman going out for a pass. <laughs> oh, it was it was incredible. Yeah. 
There were no backs well, involved or receivers. When you're winning, everything looks awesome. You know, I mean, because even the, the Rams didn't oh, look yeah. very good last night, but they, uh, they obviously point. have a great offense. But uh, it looks guess, awesome, uh, though. What, it, what, a really good it defense. <laughs> they we were, don't do well, they were uh, last last night. They were doing all kinds of shifts and twists and everything, and nothing was working for them. So good point. And when you're, I mean, it can be stopped, no yeah. doubt. But at least it's some, it's exciting to watch, and it, it tends to work so, more than we get. So, uh, big or what's uh, Red Dog? Uh, so you think uh, if they just had a different scheme with their current personnel, that they'd be they could be tearing up the league? No, right now I, it's their... not that. I think that if Jim Bob Cooter knew how to call the plays that he has in his playbook currently in the right order and times, he would be a really effective coordinator. I don't have any problem with his scheme. It's literally just yeah. his decisions. Well, well, we'll definitely. I mean, the writing seems to be on the wall that he'll be gone. So we, we'll do the postmortem on him later. But uh, but, I, but I think uh, what we really need for next year, well, a healthy Marvin Jones would be good. We need another yes. receiver, and it'd be good to have a pass catching tight end. Oh yeah, I mean, you know, they're, yeah. they're working with some of these guys. They're doing okay, but good Eddie like Brown. A reliable pass catching. They're not. No, I know. They're not really doing I okay. Know. Toy Lolo's definitely <laughs> been stepping up though here no, recently. Yeah, yeah that's what I mean like. That's what I mean. Okay, like Toyolo had a good. Game and if you watch some of the film, week. he's actually doing a really good job uh, run blocking lately as well. Yeah, he's been solid, which yeah. is pretty notable. He's been one of the higher rated tight end run. I still want to consider him much of a weapon, though. He's been doing a good yeah. job of making some plays here and there, but he's not like a. But hopefully, it'll keep progressing. But uh, I still think they need another guy. Yeah, for sure. I, like yeah. I also think that receiver. Right? I think a receiver they want a burner. I, want, I think they want someone with real speed to take the top off of defense because right now these guys, separation is our biggest issue. And you don't necessarily have to tap speed to do that, but it helps the whole offense when you have someone who even two safeties over the top can't necessarily stop, you know. Yeah. That's what I think. That's what I think they need at receiver because none of our guys have real lead speed. Well, they, they need a guy who can get open, you know, in like t- 10 yards. I mean, because – We've got guys like uh, Galladay and Marvin Jones who can get that deep ball. We had a guy, yeah. Jace Billings. Oh. But, yeah, Jace Billings. And a guy named Golden Tate. Yeah, we had that well, guy yeah. too. <laughs> he, yeah. really was that. he was the it, only that one that worked got out very right well there. for the Eagles either on that. But. Nope. So I guess we won that trade? I don't know. Well, uh, well I, we can't. Well, I'd say we, we lost in the short term because we would have been a lot better on offense with him. Yeah, but I think it was the right move ultimately. But I don't. Know. I think it was a shrewd a, move. Up for that, debate, and it will pay off next year. When well, we, Bob, I'm with you. It was an ugly move, but it kind of had to be done. It was good business. Yeah. It just it didn't. It definitely hurt our offense though, because we it's it was tougher to adjust to him than I thought it would be. Uh, missing him, but yeah. oh, absolutely, especially in those short, quick screen throws. Stafford loved to throw to Golden State all the time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, it'll be interesting to see what they do in this offseason to try to um, – they're not going to be able to replicate it, but who they no. can get. I agree. I they, need a, they need a quick um, guy that has good agility that can maneuver in the, within the 10-yard space. Riddick has stepped up a bit as of late. Uh, yeah, they used you're starting to see some flashes of the yeah. old Riddick, but uh, yeah, yeah not, it's not all the way back there, though, for sure. Um. All right, I want to move on to – well, this is Drinking the Blue Kool-Aid, uh, and we like to drink the Blue Kool-Aid on this podcast. The Lions currently have a 1.8% chance 
and making the playoffs. Oh yeah, according to some predictive models. Oh mm-hmm. baby, but I think. I think it's more. That's Wait, almost two percent. So you say there's a chance. Mm. Let's round up to two. Let me read you hey, the I current. Th- I think they went up from like point oh six. Yeah, they went from point four like to one chances. Oh, we're trending upward. <laughs> nice. <laughs> All right. I want to list out the current standings right now and what we need to happen. And feel free to comment at any time. Um, I'm, this is everybody that's above the Lions currently. I'm going to go in order. The wild card team. So Seattle seven and five. They're going to be automatically in. They have like a ninety nine percent chance of making it, and they already beat the Lions. So Minnesota currently sitting at six, five, and one, and they are currently actually playing the Seahawks right now in a big game, and Seattle is up three nothing at halftime. So if Seattle Yikes. can hold on to that, that would be huge for the Lions, getting Minnesota to six, six, and one. And then Minnesota plays at Seattle, home against the Dolphins. So they're at Seattle right now, home against the Dolphins. Then they play us in Detroit, and then they go to Chicago. So we would need Minnesota to go seven, eight, and one in order to overtake them. So the Minnesota needs to lose two of their next four games, including tonight's game. And we have some control in it, too. Yeah. Which is awesome. We get to take one of them. Yep. Yeah. So the Lions, following Minnesota, the Lions then have the Panthers. Um, The Panthers are one game out at six and seven. The Lions just need them to lose one more game. That'll happen. By the way, I'm make doing this scenario as if the Lions have won out and they are eight and eight. So well, that goes without saying. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, Philadelphia, they are six and seven. They go to the Rams, Houston at home, and then at Washington. Those are some really tough games. And then they are four and six. They have a four and six conference record, and we have three and seven conference record and a weaker strength of schedule. So basically, Philadelphia. If they lose one more game, we would overtake them. Dang. Um, The Redskins. This is a team that we need to lose two games. But luckily, they're playing their fourth-string quarterback right now. Yeah, they're not very good right now. Did you see the fans leave the stadium uh, at halftime? There's like 100 (laughs) fans left in the third quarter. (laughs) Oh, jeez. Unbelievable. That that team holds uh, 90-plus thousand. Um, (laughs) So the Redskins sit at six and seven. Their schedule is at Jacksonville, at Tennessee, and then home against Philadelphia. They could very lose all three of those games. Yeah. Um, we need them to lose twice because they have a 6-5 and five conference record, and that is the first tiebreaker if there is no head-to-head tiebreaker. Mm. And that's why I keep mentioning it. Um, that's then there's one Green Bay. Ones. Green Bay at 5-7-1. and one. Um, if, they, if we win out and beat them in the finale, which is in Green Bay – we will overtake them based on head-to-head. Done deal. I love it. Done deal, absolutely. There is another team that we need to lose one game, which is Tampa Bay. They are 5-8. and eight. We need them to lose one game because they have a better conference record as well. But they are at Baltimore, at Dallas, and home against Atlanta. I feel no like they one of those games. Oh, yeah. Wow, and then, we're really looking good. Keep going, keep going. Yeah, well, then there's then there's the Giants that sit at 5-8, and eight, but we have a stronger strength of schedule, and we would have a tie in conference record. So we would overtake them just by a matter of winning out. Sweet. So wow. saying all that, I mean, I'm, I am I really like the chances of the Lions possibly making the playoffs. Uh, this is awesome. If we went out. <laughs> yeah, it is. Wow. 
Because oh. I also want I also want to know one more thing. The Lions strength of schedule, which is <laughs> a tiebreaker. Um, the third <laughs> tiebreaker like goes head-to-head head conference record, then strength of schedule, and then their strength of victory after that, and then a coin toss. <laughs> but um, mm. but the strength of schedule for the Lions, they have the toughest – they have the best strength of schedule in the NFC, which means they have played the toughest schedule wow. of anybody in the NFC this year. Well, So that should also give you some hope for next year as well, that there's no way we have this type of schedule next year. Not only that, I also want to mention one more thing about the schedule. The Lions have played four different teams off of bye week this year. Wow. Yeah, that's almost not fair. I mean, you're fresh coming off a bye week. You know, that's that's tough. Hey, Z, how do you figure we're going to – That's true. That's a fair point. That's a fair point. Bowl. Don't they usually make it tougher? <laughs> it's kind of the genius of the Lions. They're going to get in the wild card, so they're going to have to play the toughest okay. schedule because the first place teams all in the division all play the toughest schedule in the following year. So we'll get the lowest yeah. seed, we'll win the Super Bowl, and then we'll have a good enough schedule to get in the playoffs again next year and win the Super Bowl. Oh, you're right. Wow. You're right, Bob. Like, why are we wasting time talking about these high draft picks? <laughs> really <It's> ridiculous. <laughs> It's all just, you know, ridiculous. <laughs> right. We don't have a chance at them. I know. So, blue Kool-Aid drinkers out there, there are <laughs> three games left in the season. So, uh, please constantly root against Minnesota, Philadelphia, the Panthers, and the Redskins. Those are the big ones you got to worry about. Keep rooting for them to lose. Um, it gives you more to watch on a Sunday right now for the next three weeks as well. It does. <laughs> Hey, the, the, way, the, the way our defense is playing, man, I, there's hope in any yeah. game we're in. I mean, they're they're really playing some solid yeah. D these days. So. Absolutely, Seriously. it's kind of like um, you just hope that their their offense is a uh, man. It's hard to say this, but the fact that we just need their offense to be just effective enough to maybe score twenty points, and you really like the Lions' chances the way the defense has been playing lately. Yeah, for sure. That's why I don't know if the Kool Aid's tasting better or. We got a good yeah. match. I don't know, but I'm feeling really hopeful these days. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> be an epic uh, uh, storyline too, coming from four and uh, seven, uh, or four and eight, all the way up to eight and eight, and then winning the Super Bowl. Just a epic tale. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Just. Just. Wasn't that how the, uh, the, car, uh, the Packers did that one year? Yeah, they, they squeaked they... in on the last week. I remember, and I think they were the wild card. If I'm not mistaken. Yeah, they, so I and mean, they, they went and won it all. It can be done. It went, I mean, that, that yeah. was what happened for them. Their defense started playing yeah. really good. Remember, and then what, that was when like Clay Matthews and DJ, won, they did that whatever. They just started tearing it up, and then uh, allowed the offense to kind of function, and they were in. Hey, I like it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so now having said that the Lions need to win this week and they are traveling to Buffalo, Buffalo, very, very tough place to play. Buffalo was mocked at the beginning of the season. They were getting blown out. One of their corners quit on them. Vontae Davis. He just walked out at halftime of the locker room and said, I'm retiring. I'm done with this shit. (laughs) It was one of the funnier storylines, especially because people are starting to ask, like <laughs> they do every year. There's one really bad team to start the season. Um, can Alabama beat this team? Uh, yeah. That question is being floated around a lot. Yeah, of yeah. course. Of course. So the, Which is ridiculous. The, the Bills are coming that. off a whole I mean, loss, that, actually, NFL teams against so the New York Jets. 
I don't know if you guys remember the Jets this year against the Lions, but yeah. <laughs> I just had to throw it out there. Uh, nope, don't so remember Bills, what you're talking about. Moeller, notably a tough home team, though. They're, they are two and four at home this year, so they haven't been killing it. But they usually play very tough at home. They are led by Josh Allen, um, first round draft pick this year. So in this Jets game, he was 18 of 36, no touchdowns and two picks. But this uh, this guy can run. He had nine carries for 101 yards in this game and a touchdown. <laughs> yeah, um, I was just reading about whole, that. Yeah, the Bills as a whole, 176 rushing yards in the past game. Um, hmm. Josh Allen absolutely looks to run with the ball. Um, well, I like that because Davis is really good as a spotlight guy. Well, he's really big, too. I think he's like 6'5", 230 or something like that. He's a, he's a big guy. Yeah, you're right. You get down the head, 6'5", 237 out of Wyoming. Yeah. yeah. And he's got – I think he's leading the league for quarterbacks, too, if I'm not mistaken. He's got 490 yeah. yards, I think. And in he to run. And he's got five touchdowns rushing. Yes. So. Well, it's good. It's good that he's, he's a good runner because I, I see where – we ranked 30th out of 32 teams in the poser passer yeah. rating. So if you can't throw the I ball, mean, Josh Allen has lived up that's to good for us. his hype, I guess you could <laughs> say, or his evaluation coming out of college, but... that this guy has an absolute cannon for an arm. He threw a touchdown this year. It was the second longest touchdown in NFL history just by in terms of the ball being thrown in the air to a receiver catching the ball. I think it was like oh. – I think it was 68 yards it went through the air. Um, mm. This guy has got a cannon for an arm, but he's also super inaccurate. Um uh, He's averaging just over 50% uh, completion percentage, which is not good by any means. 52.4%. So, I like that matchup. Davis will spotlight him and leave him in contain. We got Davis shadowing him. We'll be in good shape. Davis shadowing, and I'm looking for a lot of uh, zone out of Patricia here, waiting for Josh Allen to make that errant throw that sails over one of the receivers' heads. I'm looking for Tracy Walker right there for it. Yeah, absolutely. This is a perfect game for Tracy Walker to step up and make a pick. Um, it should be noted, uh, LaShawn McCoy had two carries in this last game. He may or may not be injured uh, coming to this game. If if he isn't, uh, then if he is, I mean, Chris Ivory will step up. Um, he hasn't done too much this year. Their receiving threats are – tell me if you've heard this, any of these receivers before. I've heard of Zay Jones only because he was a high draft pick. But Robert Foster, Isaiah McKenzie, Deontay Thompson. Uh, I haven't heard of any of these guys. These Everyone's heard of Isaiah McKenzie, Zach. <laughs> Everyone's heard of Come on. It's Isaiah. Wow. But I do want to know, th- this I'll might be another uh, game that we saw last week. I was just thinking the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> the Buffalo defense is number one against the pass in the NFL. Bring it on. I'll take another game wow. where win by seven points. <laughs> I mean, in this last game, Darnold went 170 yards and a touchdown. New York beat him with some special teams and obviously two picks off Josh Allen to set up good field position. Wow. But this Buffalo defense, very, very good against a pass, led by a good pass rush um, hey, that... from Sha- Shaq Lawson. Did you see the Jets' uh, The Jets cheap shot at the hick? Oh, I no, did no. see that. That was yeah. really dirty. Bills give him a hip injury, like, after the play. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so maybe uh, he'll hit. That, it that is amazing, isn't it? The, the 12th game. man that we have this year. This is injury. Seriously, it is incredible. Yeah, it's absolutely incredible. I, 
It's, it seems to happen a lot. Um, I mean, do you guys have any more notes on this? Oh, I do have one more note, and that is the Bills Mafia. Um, just a shout-out to them from one fan base to the other. Uh, they, I don't know if you want to call it respect. I don't know if they get a lot of respect necessarily, but a lot of people find them very highly, highly entertaining fan base. Um, they're known for jumping off cars or the back of the pickup truck and breaking tables in the parking lot. Um, sometimes they're on – I've seen tables on fire that they jump into. Um <laughs> I I've seen like a guy uh have his baby like he like one of the more trendier videos last year in the NFL was this guy with his baby uh little Bills fan and he drops his baby on this little like plastic table that breaks it was really funny <laughs> <laughs> No there's no wow. these fans get uh these fans There's get not much to do in Buffalo is a... Yep <laughs> They they're known to throw dildos on the field during the game at opponents. (laughs) The the stadium gets really wild. It's a dildo. It would actually be really fun to go up there. I I feel like they're a fun fan base. They they've had a lot of misery in their own right, losing four straight Super Bowls in a row. So that's that's not just Tom Brady that gets the dildo. Yeah, no, it's it, just you probably see who gets Brady because he's a more I've notable seen player. Against Brady, I mean, there you can look it up, and there's videos galore of just stuff that happens in the stands, and it's hilarious. Uh, and the fans know it. I think the fans are like they love the viralness of their uh, fandom as well, because like, hey, people can see us in Buffalo here. It's pretty cool. <laughs> The Bears getting a big victory on Sunday night uh, at in Chicago, fifteen to six. Uh, seven interceptions thrown in this game. Jared Goff with four. Um, Mitch Trubisky with three. We showed them the way. We showed them the way to stop that offense. <laughs> That's what I was telling Bears fans, and you're like, "Shut the hell up!" But I'm, yeah, I'm telling you, really, there's did, definitely actually. a model from our game to theirs. The fact that against the Rams, you don't have to play the run; you just play the play action. Let let the run beat you. Don't let the pass beat you against the Rams. Yeah, and that was what the Lions did. They unfortunately they gave up a couple of bigger runs than they would have liked to. But... At the end, um, especially. Yeah. Um, the Packers got a victory over Atlanta, and then as noted, Minnesota yeah. right now down three to nothing at halftime, which leads us in to our final segment. It's everybody's favorite segment. It's America's and especially Detroit and the Blue Kool Aid Drinkers' favorite segment. It's predictions. Predictions. So, the Lions coming off a big victory. We got three games left. And as we told you, a better than 1.8% chance of getting into the playoffs, in our opinion. Oh, yeah. So, Rudd Dog, I want to start off with you. What's your prediction for this week? The Lions going into Buffalo. All right. So, this is going to be a little odd. You know, like, this game's probably going to be hyped as one of those sort of defensive battle just because we came out of one and but I'm going to go with something that I have been not too inclined to do of late and that predict uh, uh, above average output from the offense I think they're going to put up 27 points I think that Lions defense is going to continue its its uh, trend of performing well and they're only going to give up 13 points uh, I think Tracy Walker is going to have fun chasing around some overthrown balls from Josh Allen. I think uh, Jared Davis is going to shut down the quarterback run, and we're going to come home with that W, 27-13 Lions. All right. I like it. All right. I like, I like it. it too. All right. 
UJ. All right. Uh, some of what I agree with what uh, Red Dog is saying, but and I'm I'm usually optimistic toward the high scoring games, but I'm kind of coming down a little bit in this one after seeing what our. But I know, I know. But uh, wow. I think we're gonna Big score twenty four. And I think the uh, the Bills are going to score maybe 10. And I think what we're going to do, after what we saw that we did with the Cardinals, we're going to see a heavy, heavy dose of running. We're going to put extra linemen in, and we're going to pound the crap out of their, their line. And we're going to wear them down. Zender's going to get 100 yards. Uh, uh, LeGarrette's going to get 80 yards. And we're going to score 24. And they're all going to be rushing touchdowns. And uh, twenty-four to ten. All right, wow. that'd be a monster rushing game. Yes, big, that's what we're going to see. Bigger even than we're kidding. Oh. <laughs> I love it. All I right. love it. All right, Bob. All right. Well, uh, yeah, I think the defense is going to be a little yeah. pissed because they didn't get the shutout last week, so they're going to be playing tough. You know, they're still trying to get that shutout, but um, but but we're going to hold uh, hold the Bills pretty well in check because the defense is playing pretty well. And I think the, the Lions' uh, offense oh, wow. will wake up. I, I predict Stafford will throw for more than 96 <laughs> yards. He will top that. Ooh. And uh, we're going to score 31 points. And we're going to give up six. <laughs> it would have been nice. nine, but they're going to hit the post on one of their one of their field goal kicks. So, I like it. So 31 to I six. I love it. I love it. And then we'll away. bring Victory that home into Minnesota um, for our last home game against Minnesota. Um, my prediction – Zetter coming off that big last um, drive to win the game. He's going to step up. He's going to split carries with Aguirre Bunt in this game still, I believe. But he's going to have 80 yards rushing in this game. Aguirre Blunt will have about 50. Stafford's going to have one 13-yard run in this game as well. Um, mm. And I think Galladay goes for about – I think he goes for about 80 yards. But I'm, I'm seeing this as a little yeah. tighter game. I'm going to see this as – a 17-13 victory for the Lions. I'll give the Buffalo Bills some credit for their home stadium because I feel like the Lions are going to struggle there a little bit um, early, but then close it out at the end. Hey, it's a win. All right. A win's a win's take a win. The w. Hey, did, keep the hopes right. alive. Sounds did we good. all pick a win? Yeah. And then our percentage, <laughs> then our playoff percentage goes up oh, to yeah. two point four percent or something if we win that. Well, thank you everybody <laughs> for listening to Drinking the Boo Kool Aid. This is the Detroit Lions podcast, of course. Um, we hope everybody in, has enjoyed what they're listening to this year so far. And there's three games left, folks. As we said, don't give up hope. There's still plenty of opportunity out there. Um, root against Minnesota, the Panthers, Philadelphia, and the Redskins, and that's all. Uh, Hope is alive right. and well. <laughs> yep. So please listen, subscribe, right. share the podcast, leave yep. a review. And as always, go, go, go Lions! Forward down go the field. A charging team that will not yield. And when the blue and silver win. Then empty blue rights Go hard win the game With our you will keep your faith Down the field and game The Lions victory Go Lions victory Go Super Bowl
always right. It's so bad. <laughs> I love it. With the McDonald's app, you can get your favorite thing delivered to your door. So if you were looking for a reason to skip washing those dishes you left in the sink, consider this a sign. Right now, get $0 delivery fee with any purchase of $15 or more, only in the app. At participating McDonald's, minimum purchase excludes tax and service fees. Delivery prices may be higher than in restaurants. Other fees may apply, not valid with any other offer, discount, or coupon.